Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you in to Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. My name is Greg Frank. You can find me and all of my gambling picks on Twitter at Undercover Greg. Flying solo on a Friday evening, rolling you into Saturday for plenty of of baseball action as we will be hitting the diamond obviously quite a lot over these next five six months or so pretty soon well not pretty soon but in a couple of months baseball will be the only game in town as we are inching ever closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs so certainly looking forward to having those respective leagues hit their postseasons, and we will cover those as well on the podcast. But just figured I'd come with this, some quick hitters on the diamond, uh, not taking you too long. Normally, we would have Bill Christie on with us as well. Follow him at Larry's Locks, too. We hope to get him back for another baseball pod soon. But obviously, these baseball podcasts are going to be more quick hitting, like I said. Uh, there's so many baseball games the season is so long, we don't want to bore you with a ton of excess information when it comes to the handicap. Kind of want to get in and get out when it comes to the baseball picks uh, and hopefully do at least one of these a week. And schedules weren't quite lining up to be able to get on together this week. So um, certainly looking forward to having Bill back. Uh, and as I said, uh, we will uh, be bouncing around from sport to sport quite a bit these next few months with 
the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs right around the corner. And we have plenty more golf majors. That was just the first one last weekend with the Masters. Uh, and, of course, with that new PGA schedule, we have one every month from April to July. PGA Championship coming up in May. So uh, Bill and I will certainly do another preview pod for that. But I want to get to it. I'm just going to give you four picks, give you two, uh, take a break, and then get to another two. Uh, hint, hint, I do have a max play at the end of the podcast. Uh, but I do want to get started with my first pick on the diamond here on a Saturday, uh, for the Saturday rotation, I should say, as I record on a Friday evening. And I am going to go out to the Bay Area uh, and look to the short road dog uh, in a late afternoon first pitch, 4.07 Eastern time, the approximate start time. Uh, and I'm going to take the Detroit Tigers on the road against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, as I got the Tigers at plus 118. Uh, I, I'll just first off start. Obviously, the reason why we try and keep these handicaps relatively short is the big thing that changes from game to game is the starting pitchers. And so that's what I'm going to spend a lot of my time discussing with these handicaps. Obviously, the offenses can kind of come and go, uh, and you just hope that you do find some favorable matchups, as I think we have here when it comes to the Tigers against the pitiful Cole Irvin. And I can say pitiful because I watched this guy come out of the bullpen and even spot start a few games here or there for the Philadelphia Phillies as a diehard Philly sports fan. And it was a painful, painful experience watching this guy pitch. Uh Plain and simple, I came away anytime he came in. I had a hard time thinking that this was even a major leaguer to begin with. And you can certainly make the argument that it could feel a little trappy when you see this guy as a favorite. But I'm going to try not to overthink this a lot and uh, take the Tigers here. Cole Irvin, lifetime earned run average is close to seven. That's, again, lifetime. That's hard to do. And that spans three seasons now as uh, he is no uh, stranger to the big leagues in in some weird way, despite the fact that this guy seemingly gets shelled every time he's on the mound. From the minute he debuted in 2019, he had a role, albeit a very brief role, only through three innings in the big leagues in 2020, the abbreviated season as well, with the Phillies, and then now has moved on to the A's, and so far nothing's changed despite the uniform change, as far as the results, I should say. So far in 2021, 0-2 in two starts with a 7-4-5 earned run average. He's only thrown nine innings in those, or nine and two-thirds innings, I should say, to be exact, in those two starts. And obviously, anytime I'm handicapping, I want to look at the, uh, you know, try and strip the context of some of the pitcher stats to get a feel for how they're performing you know, as a standalone metrics and what some of those can tell you. And Cole Irvin, you look at the three true outcomes, right? He's only striking out 4.7 batters per nine innings this year. And so when you're allowing almost, his whip is one and a half, just about 1.45. So when you're allowing almost one and a half base runners per inning and you're not getting the strikeouts to combat that, it's very difficult to be a major league pitcher these days where we live in an era of three true outcomes. And sure enough, he has allowed two homers so far, uh, two starts in. 
So I don't understand why he's favored here. And again, you can certainly make the argument that this is a little trappy and therefore it's maybe Oakland or pass. But uh, I, I'll be a sucker here if you want to call me as such and go ahead and take the Detroit Tigers. When we look at the counterpart for Detroit, it's Casey Mize, uh, who looks like, uh, so far at least, I know, very early, uh, but two starts in, he's starting to look like that number one overall pick out of Auburn that the Tigers took to be a frontline starter. 1-0 with a .82 earned run average. And again, I mentioned Irvin having already allowed two homers. Mize has not been tagged for a long ball yet this year. Strikeouts per nine are down a little bit, so you don't love that from last year when he debuted in the majors. However, I do think for somebody of his stature that clearly has the stuff to strike enough guys out, when you see the results still coming for him early on this year, and again, he was in for a little bit of a welcome to the big leagues moment various times last year and in spring training. But when you look at the fact that we know he has the stuff to be a frontline guy and to regularly strike guys out. It's a matter of how can he find a way to get the soft contacts, soft contact outs and find a way to kind of get the hitters to get themselves out sometimes and to get out early in the count. Uh, and I think those are things that you would hope uh, continue to come along for him in his second season in the big leagues. Like I said, it was not a good rookie year for the number one overall pick uh, from a few years ago. Uh, but I, I think that he's kind of finding his footing. Uh, and you're going to give me uh, Casey Mize as an underdog. The, the Just from a talent perspective, I mean, it doesn't. these two pitchers don't compare. So Detroit would be the, the play for me. And, and offensively, the Tigers' offense obviously showed itself pretty well in a sweep earlier this week, pretty surprising at that, but they went down to H-Town and swept the Houston Astros uh, in their own barn. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that certainly, uh, there's something to be said for that. Uh, Tigers have kind of been holding their own early on, at least hovering around 500 out of the gate. Um, and uh, that's enough for me to back them here. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Tigers at, a short underdog price of plus 118 is what I locked him in at. This kid, Akil Badu, has just been on a tear for Detroit at the plate. There's always a guy, right, that even if he's maybe not going to have staying power in the big leagues, like you remember that Aristis Aquino, Aquino big bopping, tall, right-handed hitter for the Cincinnati Reds. I feel like there's a guy like that every now and then in the big leagues. Again, he might not have staying power, but somebody that comes up and is just hitting the snot out of the baseball. And that's kind of what um, Akil Badu has been doing for Detroit in their lineup as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's got a 839 slugging percentage, already has four homers. And again, I've mentioned Cole Irvin being... Uh, susceptible to the home run and then some. So I like the Tigers for my first pick of the day. 
Uh, I want to stay in the American League Central for another pick. Ironically enough, we have another AL Central team visiting an AL West team, and I'm going with the road team again in the AL Central team and taking the Minnesota Twins at minus 111 over the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, if they're even still called that, or if they're just the Los Angeles Angels. I think they dropped the of Anaheim, even though I think they play in Anaheim. But nonetheless, give me Matt Shoemaker, and that's right. This is the Matt Shoemaker revenge game, fellas. Let's jump on and have some fun, even if you just want to back him because his last name's Shoemaker. Ride with me on the Twins on Saturday night out west. Uh, 9.07 Eastern Time, first pitch. It's a Saturday night. We'll all be staying up, just like the Pac-12 after dark football games in the fall. This is the equivalent of that with a uh, revenge game to speak of here. Matt Shoemaker, a former Angel, was non-tendered after the 2018 season by the Angels and allowed to enter free agency, and he opted to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and he had his 2019 season cut short due to injury. And then, of course, in 2020, with the abbreviated season, just not a lot of innings to be had altogether. And he was in the American League East, so he never started for the uh, Blue Jays against the Angels, that is. So this is his first time pitching, starting against his former team. Uh, I will certainly, you know, a- anytime you have a season like this, right, where it's 162 games and you want to try and break up the monotony a little bit as far as uh, motivational edges or things that might kind of make the game feel like it's more than just one out of 162. And that's kind of what I'm feeling with Shoemaker, who so far from Minnesota in 11 innings in two starts for a bottom of the rotation starter, he has held his own striking out almost 10 hitters per nine innings. Uh, Granted he has allowed three homers. So against a good angels lineup, I will cop to that being a bit of a concern. Uh, But like I said, I think he's really jacked up to make this start and to show himself well against his former teammates. And also, I'll say this as well. There is a level of professionalism that the young Twins manager, Rocco Baldelli, carries himself with that I think kind of lends itself well towards this particular spot for the Twins. And what I mean by that is I work out in Minnesota now. uh, And so I've been following the Twins certainly more closely than before I moved out here. But he has done a very good job winning the division both his first two years. And the key has been just that even keel where they, they, they don't let bad weeks, you know, bad games turn into you know, a bad month, or or if they have a bad week, their longest losing streak in his first season as the skipper was four games. And they went on to win 101 and were the American League Central champions. They just lost five in a row this week, and they won on Thursday to halt the skid against the Boston Red Sox. Now, as I record this podcast, 
They are trailing 2-0 in the sixth inning against the Angels. So there's a chance that it's now it would become 6 out of 7 if they don't come back here. But he it seems like the players show up to the ballpark every day for him and still play, and that allows them to weather the storm and prevent things to snowball. And when you have a lineup that is as deep as Minnesota's is, and remember, now they're out west, I can tell you that April weather in Minnesota is normally not too, too kind, which can often lend itself towards some spotty offensive outings, and we saw that against a hot Red Sox team this week at Target Field. Some seven-inning doubleheaders there as well. So just some quirkiness happening with the Twins this week. And again, the weather, when you're a lineup like theirs, you would think that, you know, less than ideal hitting conditions could neutralize things a bit. But now you get that good lineup going out west in better conditions. Josh Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, some big bopping right-handed veteran hitters. Luis Arise always gives you a professional at bat. He had a two-run single against the Red Sox in that victory on Thursday. Miguel Sano just hit a home run against the Red Sox. He has been struggling, granted. And we'll keep an eye on Byron Buxton for this game as he's been out. But I just think it's kind of a get-right time for the Twins going out west. As I said, better hitting conditions. The Matt Shoemaker revenge game angle I really like. Uh, Give me the Twins uh, in this second game of the three-game set against the Los Angeles Angels at minus 111. Uh, Basically a standard juice price. I'll back Minnesota for my second pick. We'll take a break, come back, and get to two more plays on the other side. Not sure about you, but I'm taking a rain check on spring cleaning this year. Freshen up for the season with comfort instead, with sheets, towels, loungewear, and more from Brooklinen. And with their birthday sale happening this weekend, Brooklinen is offering site-wide savings on all things comfort for their biggest sale of the year. Brooklinen was founded by husband and wife duo Rich and Vicky with the goal to create beautiful luxury home essentials at prices that didn't break the bank. By working directly with manufacturers, they ensure premium, high-quality comfort every time at a fraction of the retail price. That means ridiculously soft bedding, towels, and loungewear. Brooklyn is so confident you'll love everything, they'll even offer you a 365-day warranty. Oh, and they've got 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Hard to argue with that. Get everything you need for a spring refresh during Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year. Shop the Brooklinen birthday sale going on this weekend. And if you're listening to this podcast after the sale ends, don't worry. You can still go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code FULLSLATE to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter the promo code FULLSLATE to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. And we're back here on Full Slate, a Blue Wire Gambling Podcast. Greg Frank flying solo here on a Friday night into a Saturday morning as we give you some Saturday baseball picks, hopefully some winners on the diamond uh, to keep your weekends moving right along. I've been having a pretty good week. Follow me and all of my picks on Gambling Twitter at Undercover Greg. 
Uh, as I record this, I'm still sitting on the Dodgers run line. Uh, but so far today, I am up two units, cashed the over in the Yankees and Rays game just a few minutes ago. Um, my lone loser of the day was on the ice with the New York Islanders. Had a postponement at Fenway between the White Sox and the Red Sox, but it's been a pretty good Friday for me. And like I said, if the Dodgers uh, can cover the run and a half, granted they are down one nothing early on in the third inning against the Padres, but um, I will be very pleased. I've already secured a profitable day. It's just a matter of if I'm up three units or one unit on this Friday, shoot me a follow. Free picks, as always, at Undercover Greg. So far for the week, we're up close to six units, but again, that is with the Dodgers' run line pending. Back to them, minus the run and the hook behind Walker Bueller. Gosh, you know, heading to Petco Park. What If you're just looking for good baseball, watch the Dodgers and Padres. I mean, I feel like every game, we should get so many nationally televised Dodgers-Padres games this year. It's already disappointing. I know that the Braves are a trendy team with a lot of big names. Ronald Acuna looks like the best player in baseball right now. Uh, and and the Cubs are the Cubs. They're a big brand. Uh, but that's the Sunday night game this weekend instead of the Dodgers and the Padres. That's a little disappointing, but uh, that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Let's get back to the picks. Uh, I am going to, granted, I, as I record this, I will admit to this, uh, I do not have uh, an exact... Uh, number out at least that I have bet on this game uh, but I I did want to look at the spot it doesn't even look like it's up right now uh, I, I have to look I'm going to be playing the under in the first game of the doubleheader between the New York Mets and the Colorado Rockies uh, as Jacob DeGrom toes the rubber for the Mets um, and Chichi Gonzalez is the starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies. So seven inning game. I don't know where this number is going to come out entirely, but I just, my my gut instinct was telling me to back this under. First off, Chichi Gonzalez so far this year, obviously, I'm not going to profess to be an expert on Chichi Gonzalez, but uh, he's holding his own with a 3 6 earned run average and his FIP, 3 9 3, indicating that, that there's not much noise or flukiness behind that 3 6 earned run average. So I like that. Uh, obviously, we know uh, about DeGrom, and we know that the Mets tend not to hit for Jacob DeGrom, and I was going to play this as the old tried and true. If you've been gambling baseball, you know that the DeGrom first five under has been a very profitable uh, trend over the last few seasons. Uh, I, know, I know our producer, Alex, is a big no-run first inning guy. I don't like that as much, given the quirkiness of the first inning and the the hitters often, especially against a guy like DeGrom, you would think would come out pretty aggressively. At least that would be my game plan. Uh, but hey, Alex can do his thing. He was giving me a bunch of shit for fading his gnats uh, the other day. Uh, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I took the Diamondbacks at uh, better than plus 150 uh, as a road dog. And, and he was there and watched my bet win. So uh, he can take that. But anyway, back to this game. Uh, I think more than anything, in addition to having DeGrom uh, for the Mets and having a pitcher for Colorado who, like I said, has been holding his own, I like this spot. Maybe this lends itself more towards a Mets team total under, but I think I'm still just going to play the full game under. I like this spot for to fade the Mets offense. They just finished playing uh, the Phillies 
this week in Queens, okay? And they had a rain out on Monday. They played a doubleheader on Tuesday. They played one game on Wednesday. And Thursday's game was postponed. Another rain out. So, when it comes to scheduling spots, we don't always have a ton to really exploit with baseball so much because you have three game series, right? And and you don't always therefore have it kind of, it's it, as I mentioned earlier, it's a 162 game season. Things can get a little monotonous, right? But you have a Mets team that had two rainouts this week. And then they had a snow rain out, whatever in Denver they like there was if you saw this when their plane landed, there's a quote like Kevin Pillar, there was a camera near him, and he goes, "What are we, the Green Bay Packers outfielder for the Mets, Kevin Pillar?" And so they got some snow in Denver, and so that was the third postponement for the week for the Mets, and it was back to back for the Mets this uh, coming into this game. Now, uh, you know they've had three, but. The most recent two were the last two days, uh, today and yesterday. And of course, in between, they had to fly from uh, Queens to Denver. So, I think their bats could just be a little rusty here. And this first game of a doubleheader, late afternoon game, so you always have that shadows coming in, which can be a little bit of a hindrance for offensive players, for hitters, uh, in that first, those late afternoon games. And normally it kind of goes away as the game goes on. But remember, there's going to be a seven-inning game. DeGrom on the hill. Gonzalez, as I said, has held his own so far for Colorado. All of that makes me think this game goes under the total. Again, I don't have a number booked right now. This number is not out. Seven-inning game, probably thinking this is going to be a six, six-and-a-half type total with DeGrom on the hill. But I will be backing the under in Mets-Rockies game number one of that seven-inning, uh, I'm assuming, yeah, seven-inning doubleheaders um, as has been the uh, protocols this season as well. Time for my last pick, and it involves another New York team, and it is a max play over in the Bronx, and we are actually going to fade the New York Yankees. I am loading up a max play on Tyler Glasnow and the Tampa Bay Rays at minus 116. This is just real simple for the most part. Bat versus pitch data is stuff I love to look at. And uh, we have Tyler Glasnow opposing Jordan Montgomery for the Bronx Bombers. Tyler Glasnow in five starts against the Yankees. Opponent slash line, 221 batting average, 299 on base percentage, and only a 337 slugging percentage. And I think that 337 is so huge because obviously we know the Yankees can come at you really quickly with a lot of offensive firepower, right? And so how do you combat that? How do you you prevent, you have to prevent the extra base hits? And clearly when I see a 337 slugging percentage against uh, when it comes to glass now versus these Yankee hitters, I think he's got a pretty good idea of how to attack this lineup. And let's throw in a 3.27 strikeouts to walk ratio for Glasnow against the Yankees. So really, he has been dominant when he faces the Yankees. I think this is a guy that uh, really now in the post-Charlie Morton, Blake Snell era in Tampa Bay, this is the next guy that they're looking to uh, to be their ace. 
And I, I think so far, there's one thing about the Rays, right? You can talk about their outside-of-the-box thinking or Kevin Cash taking Blake Snell out in the World Series last year. There is a level of confidence that they have in their process and what they do that I really admire. And they obviously struck gold in acquiring Tyler Glass now. Um, and I believe he came over in that Chris Archer trade, which was just a home run trade for the Tampa Bay Rays. And and now Glass now is their best pitcher. And again, at 27, this is a guy that really is kind of entering his prime. Uh, we'll see how his career arcs with the, the Rays. But as far as this particular spot, like I said, how do you not love those numbers for him? Lifetime against the Yankees. And oh, by the way, this season... Glass now, 0.46 earned run average in three starts for a whip of 0.5. So he's just given up one base runner every two innings. I mean, that is just stellar stuff. And not only that, but there is no flukiness behind that earned run average. His whip is a major league, I'm sorry, his FIP is a major league best 0.64. So Glass now has just been money in the bank for Tampa Bay. I don't see any reason why that changes now. And then when we look at Jordan Montgomery against the Rays, granted, Montgomery for the season so far, young season, but he's been pretty good. But against the Rays, he's made seven starts, and opponents are slashing 302 batting average, 385 on base, 500 slugging percentage, and Montgomery has allowed five home runs in those seven starts against the Rays. So I get a big-time advantage in lifetime splits, batter versus pitcher, I get quite possibly the best pitcher in baseball in the early part of the season in Tyler Glass now, and I only have to lay a dollar sixteen. That may be too good to be true, but you best believe that I'm going to roll the dice uh, because, after all, it is gambling. We are still rolling the dice, but it's a dice that I am more than happy rolling uh, and taking the Tampa Bay Rays in this game at a tick north of standard juice at minus 116. Max play, I believe this is a, I'm going to double check this right now, a matinee game in the Bronx. It is a little 105 Eastern time action. So if you're looking for a way to get your day started off on the right foot, take the Rays on the road at Yankee Stadium. I also think that the Rays are interested in sending an early season message here. And 8-2 to two last night in the Bronx against the Yankees. Um, and so far, they are now 3-1 and one in the first four games against the Bronx Bombers. You think about how much heat the Rays took, not only for that decision by Kevin Cash in the World Series, but then they turn around and they trade Blake Snell to the San Diego Padres. And if you pay attention to baseball, like I said, it's a very on-brand move for the Rays. They seem to do the best, you know, always kind of, turn garbage into gold or make magic where there might not be any pixie dust, right? And that's kind of why I wasn't that surprised by what the Rays did in trading Blake Snell and, you know, moving on from Charlie Morton. They don't have the flashiest guys on their team really ever, and the Yankees do, and the Yankees are obviously always going to be the favorite in this division, and the Rays especially early in the season, especially last year, coming off a year they went to the World Series and still kind of a little disrespected this year in this division. Remember, Toronto made some big splashes in the offseason as well. 
I'm not that surprised to see Tampa off to a 3-1 and one start against the Yankees, and I think he gets to 4-1. and one. Max play, Tampa Bay Rays, sun, Saturday afternoon matinee at the Bronx. That's going to wrap things up for me and a solo edition of Full Slate. Should be back sometime next week. We'll have to see how things shake out with Bill and his availability. Uh, but I appreciate you tuning in for a little quickie, four picks. Let's see if we can sweep the board on the diamond. My name is Greg Frank. Shoot me a follow at Undercover Greg on Gambling Twitter and follow the podcast as well. Our producer, Alex, manages that at full underscore slate underscore pod. This has been Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. Thank you all for listening. And of course, please play responsibly. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.